Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Him and his fingers and the carpet and the stage, and it gives like an extra 25 dB kind of boost at certain points. <laughs> it's the carpet. If you just lift, it's the carpet. Imagine just, that. Imagine having like a signature instrument as well. You know, Fender, um, Kieran Amlowala signature strap. It's just a normal strap, but it comes with a really nice rug, ties the room together. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings! Welcome to another Guitar Smarts podcast. Thank you very much for downloading. This week, Kieran and I are perusing the news, so we're having a look at the latest guitar news. There's some interesting things going on at the moment from guitar manufacturers, from from rock stars and guitarists and things, and we thought that we would both have a quick look through the news online and have a read about what's interesting and have a little bit of a discussion. Uh, remember to please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so that you can uh, you never miss a show. Uh, come and find us on our social media channels as well. We're at facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts and you can find us on Instagram as well and our handle there is at guitar underscore smarts. Do you want some fantastic guitar smarts merchandise? Well if you do want to buy yourself a nice little guitar smarts hat maybe or something like a mug like a little coffee mug with a guitar smarts logo on so you can show all your mates that you listen to the uh, guitar smarts podcast while you're having the coffee then head on over to our Etsy store uh, you can find the link for that down in the description below maybe you don't want to buy some merch but you want to support the show well the best thing you can do is you can buy us a coffee and we'd really appreciate that you can make a small donation towards the show and show your appreciation you can do that at buymeacoffee.com forward slash guitar smarts um, now one of the best things you can do to actually support the show it doesn't actually involve you spending any money um, what you can do is you can just rate and review the podcast so um, the best way to do that is to go into any of the um, podcast apps that allow you to rate or review uh, shows that you listen to to make it super easy for you I've left left some links and some comments on how you can do that in the description of this podcast so uh, while you're here now why don't you pause the show pop down to the description click on those links and go and leave us a fantastic review it might sound like a simple thing to do but actually it really helps us to get into the search results of guitarists who are looking for guitar related podcasts and that helps us to grow our listenership and continue making good content for good listeners who we really appreciate like you anyway that's enough waffle from me let's get to it 
How are you doing, mate? You well? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm just recovering from my cold. I'm still still not 100% yet, but I am definitely on yeah. the mend. Uh, so, yeah, lots of vitamin C. It's that it's that season, isn't it? It's that time of year. Um, but, yeah, other other than that, I'm all good. I don't have any gigs this weekend, um, which, is, oh, which is... Fantastic. I think the only... Probably a relief, yeah? Yeah, it is, actually. I could just do with, with recovering uh, this weekend. Uh, it's, I think it's the only free weekend we've got between now and basically Christmas uh, week. So uh, yeah, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna recover properly because then it's just full on full on gigging all the way up until Christmas. Sheesh. Yeah. Well, man, that's good to be busy though. <laughs> it's nice. It is nice, and I am enjoying it. Uh, I must say, but uh, yeah, just um, a weekend to chill. Uh, sounds yeah. sounds sounds really good. <laughs> sounds good, but I, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I'm just doing my usual check behind you just to make sure there's no guitars that I, I don't uh, recognise. There's some guitar. Well, if you'd have oh, if, if oh, you'd have acoustic there, I haven't seen. Oh yeah, no, that's my acoustic there. There is a oh I'm I'm in reverse. There's a there's a guitar case down there. If you'd have um, done the check yesterday, there was quite a few <laughs> guitars in here, but none, none of them are, none of them are mine. Uh, the additional ones. So I've got a nice Dean uh, Dimebag Daryl-esque uh, thing down there. Really? Uh, yeah, it's not mine. Uh, no. one, of, one of my customers who needs a setup and was brought it to me because they were just struggling with uh, the Floyd Rose stuff, which <laughs> now now will become my struggle. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh, the things must be a pen. Oh, Floyd Rose, man. Floyd Rose are brilliant, right? Once you've got oh, yeah. it perfectly balanced and everything's sweet, and then you want to go and do some crazy whammy bar stuff, like all day long, it's perfect, right? But you break mm-hmm. a string on them, or you change string gauges, or you you kind of tweak anything on it. And it just throws the whole thing out of whack. So you got to, you got to, you got to rebalance the whole thing again. Uh, mm. Which once you know how to do it, it's fine. If you don't know how to do it, as this uh, uh, rather lovely customer of mine, you know, volunteered, he, he was just like, I just couldn't figure it out. And and it's not rocket science, but it is one of those things where anything you adjust has a, a an equal and opposite reaction on something else. So you just end up chasing yeah. your tail unless you figure out how to <laughs> how to do it in a in a particular sequence. So no, it's a lovely it's a lovely looking guitar, I must say. So going to set that yeah. up. We had a uh, I sent you a picture. We had a Luke in yesterday, uh, <sighs> which turned out nice. Actually, it was really absolutely really beautiful. Yeah, it was stunning. Uh, Mr. Damien Lodrick's Luke there paid a little a little visit to the tech bench, and we put some uh, uh, Damasio transition Luke pickups in it. And which which were the original pickups mm. that were made for for Luke right? Is that yeah. right? When he's I think went so. to Music Man, I think so. Yeah, I think that's what he uses. I think he's used DMGs and all sorts as well, hasn't he? But uh, yeah, but these were lo- these are lovely. They they went in really nicely, and um, yeah, guitar set up beautifully. It's got a roasted maple neck on it, which oh, it's the way I'm forward. Get my hands on one. I've not, I've not, I've not, um, I've never tried one yet. But I mean, it seems to be the way forward, like you just said. It's, what does it feel like? So uh, I've tried. A, this is the second piece of roasted maple I've had in my hands, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sounds as dodgy as it does. Uh, it's really nice. It's, <laughs> how do I say this without using the, the words wood in my hands overly uh, abusively <laughs> and, a, and in a way that will result in this podcast getting an, an, uh, an age rating. Explicit rating. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Look, it's 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 like holding a bare piece of wood that's mm-hmm. obviously been sanded and and really kind of uh, I don't know ergonomically shaped. It's just I don't know. It just feels nice. I guess it's like how people describe when they've got a kind of vintage guitar and the finish is just kind of worn through and you get that kind of really, really super smooth, almost warm, comfortable feeling neck. That's how it feels. It just, it's, it just feels really, really nice. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the quest for a, a roasted maple guitar neck. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not buying any, I'm not buying any more guitars. I'm not, I'm not. Yes, you are. Don't lie. Nah, you will well. do. You've said this before and then you've gone out and bought, um, like, well, like three talk eyes. You, you bought, like <laughs> two of the same guitar at one point. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. You can't help it when that demon comes to, to, to visit, you know, that guitar buying demon comes to say hello. <laughs> He's on holiday at the moment. He's on holiday. He's gone. He's gone away. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy doing other people's guitars, but yeah, busy, busy week. Um, enjoying doing some of that. And I've got some more, more stuff coming for setup as well, which mm-hmm. is good. How about you, buddy? How's, how's things? You've been playing this week? You've been, yeah, I've uh... been doing a bit of playing at home. Um, I, I was, I was kind of, um, con- spent some time this week concentrating on selling kit. You know, that yes. process continues. I've sold a few yeah. things on, on the old reverb store. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. So, so that's kind of got, I mean, I'd say about a quarter of the stuff I'm trying to sell I've sold. And do you remember how I said like, I did like a spreadsheet of, of like, you know, what I wanted to sell, how much I wanted to sell it for, what I'd list it for. And so far of the things I've sold, they've all sold for exactly what I was hoping to get, like to the, to the penny. Oh, good. And I, and I thought, well, it just goes to show you a bit of planning ahead of time, a bit of research of, of what things are, you know, valued at, um, and putting some effort into, you know, really making sure you clean up the stuff and take some good pictures. Think about, you know, what you would want to see if you were buying things and take pictures accordingly. I think that's really yeah. helped, you know, me to get off to a good start selling stuff because at least, you know, on eBay, obviously you can just do an auction and it ends after a certain amount of times. You can guarantee almost that you'll sell something within a time frame. I'm not in any particular rush. Um, so, you know, reverb's perfect for that. It can stay on there for weeks until somebody kind of finds something. But yeah, so far it's been it's been good to kind of see my plan is working out so far. So that's that's been good. And then, um, uh, and then yeah, just doing a little bit of playing when I can which has not been too much because work's been really uh, mad this last couple of weeks. But yeah, just um, chilling out and jamming along some backing tracks this last week has been good um, just to kind of take my mind off things. But yeah, other than that, I'm good. Cool, man. Good, no, man. I'm pleased the I'm pleased the rig the rig is selling as you anticipated. And as you say, look, it's not rocket science, but you know, well, at least it's not to, to, to you and I on how to sell these things. But yeah. so many people just don't bother. They just chuck chuck it on for an either overinflated price or it's not in the condition that commands the price that they're asking or whatever. So, um, you know, I, I know you to be a man of, of kind of reasonable measure and, you know, you're not going to try and see somebody off with a crazy price and you know you're Absolutely always very not. you know you're always very honest about everything that you you sell or, or you know um kind of exchange so yeah I'm, I'm not surprised it's all selling well mate that's good so a quarter of the way there to the helix journey a quarter of the way there that's right <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just you know got to keep on keep on going and and you know i've adjusted the price of some things that um i can you know i can see is kind of getting looked at but isn't being kind of hasn't been purchased yet so where i've kind of gone in with a little bit of an optimistic price i've brought it down a little bit but it's still still room to maneuver between what i hope to get and, and what it's priced at so if somebody makes me an offer i can you know somebody else can get a good deal i feel yeah. like they get a they, you know they they're, they're getting a, a good deal which they will be uh, and i can still kind of go good well i'm kind of on plan for what i want to do so it's yeah, interesting nice. fun actually but that's really that's that's been it for me really guitar wise and music wise this last uh this last week or two um it's been yeah it's been it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more things go out the door i mean i think getting to know the postman because obviously you know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sending everything royal mail and it's so easy royal mail yes. these days isn't it it's, it's absolutely brilliant um you just go online you know you you follow the thing and you buy the you know the the postage you want i just print it off and then i'll just order a collection from them it's an extra 30p but i build that into the postage that i sell um and it saves me having to worry about driving to a post office every day and somebody buys something or something like that i can just print the postage stick it on the box order collection for 30p and then the next day the postman turns up and just takes it away don't even have to walk to a post box or anything it's so that's super handy i didn't know that service existed actually if i'm honest i know you can get courier yeah i know you can get couriers and stuff and i've used couriers here to pick stuff up but i didn't know your regular postman in the uk would he just kind of do it as, as well. part of yeah yeah there you go I guess with us all working from home more often at the moment that's it kind of it. works because you're because you're, you're here to kind that's of hand it. it to them so you have nice. to obviously like I said you have to pay for that service but it's 30p yeah. and um, I think that's cheap and like I said for the time it saves me that means I don't have to pop out at lunchtime I don't have to drive somewhere you know I don't have to go near other people you know I don't have to there's, there's risks associated to going out now which weren't you, yeah. you, you don't have to worry about if you pay 30p for somebody to collect it and um and like i said you can build it into if you're charging for postage which i am i build that into my fee so it's covered so i don't mind you know so welcome welcome back to the guitar smarts podcast uh, in association <laughs> with the royal mail <laughs> i feel we've done i feel we've done a good job at advertising that service advertising we're not sponsored by the royal mail you, <laughs> you, would, you would have thought so though. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true very true that was good that was really good uh I'm going to use that service. Yeah. Anyway, so this week we uh, we were going to have a look at because we because we haven't done this for a while and we probably haven't done this frequently enough. I don't think, but. Um, we're going to look at some guitar news, guitar-related news, whether that's product news, whether that's um, you know just you know general news, music, you know, music releases, anything like that. Pick out. I've, I've picked out a bunch of kind of recent articles which I think are of interest. Um, and what, what about you, Kieran? I've kind of been looking at some anything in particular that. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, I have so. actually. <laughs> Go on. What, what, no, no, just a few. No, no, some some cool stuff that I that yeah. I was just reading up on uh, this morning, and yeah. some stuff that that made me think of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in a, no, in a, in a good way. I was like, oh, Matt would, re- Matt would really appreciate knowing, okay. knowing some of this stuff. Uh, I'll tell you what I did watch this morning. Um, uh, the latest Rig Rundown. Have you seen? Have you seen October's episode of, of Rig Rundown? I, I think it's this Clapton's one. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the full episode, but I saw the yeah. trailer for it. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to watching that. I'm looking for. <laughs> I can't imagine it being particularly a long one. I mean, is it basically <laughs> basically a guy saying, "Well, he has a standard strat and he plugs it into this amp. That's it." <laughs> basically, that's it. It's the most anticlimactic Rig Rundown I've ever seen. With, with, the, with the world's like literally most. Uh, 
like oh, I don't know he came across as a really nice guy but like the most uh, unstressed uh, guitar tech in the history of guitar techs it's just like <laughs> Uh, he's got the dream guitar tech job the most undemanding you know uh, (laughs) employer of all time a guy who just likes a strap plugged into a fender amp just make sure it's in tune basically basically that's the only thing that he said he gets cross about is if his guitars aren't in tune that's it that's it that's it Uh, can I I do some spoiler alerts from it I'm gonna well spoiler alert because I I watched it this morning but uh, I know you'll go away and watch the whole thing anyway and you've already without watching it Matt predicted what the entire <laughs> seven minutes consists of <laughs> which is yeah this is a Fender Strat and it goes directly into this amp and they, well basically what he's got is in the signal chain is a wire pedal yeah. and and a switch for a Leslie cabinet to send his signal simultaneously to either his his amp or a Leslie cabinet so just to create a bit of a kind of ambient chorus effect on I think a wonderful tonight he uses it on that's that's about it uh, so yeah these are his signature Clapton strats that come out of the Fender custom shop just like the one that, that you can go and buy in the shop yeah. and the guitar tech goes they even come pre-set up by Todd Krause so it's just like don't even have to set them up <laughs> so, so, so this guy literally yeah. turns up every day changes strings and tunes it up stre- stretches out the strings and that, and that is and that is wow. it and uh, and so the guy from Rig Rundown who I love he's just like this enthusiastic puppy he just keeps this asking a, the same uh, questions John Bollinger isn't it John, John Bollinger, Bollinger. Yeah, he's brilliant yeah. he's fantastic he is brilliant he is brilliant <laughs> it always feels like it's his first day on the job I don't know why when I watch an interview it's like he almost doesn't know what he's asking about but he does because he's a great guitar player and he really knows his stuff yeah. but he yeah. I don't know I guess that's a, the technique of a great interviewer is to make it sound interesting and exciting yeah. even though it's the same question to every single person yeah. so what strings does he use what amp does he use how yeah. many guitars are there yeah. there you go but, uh, so yeah but the, the answers that came back were, were as you say pretty pretty uh, immediately you know simple so the, he's got three strats all of the same in a different colour and he only uses one of them the other two are just there just in case but you know he just uses one guitar so he's got one strat one uh, Clapton Martin uh, 28 yeah and and, and, a, and a wire pedal and a and a, and a Fender <laughs> 57 tweed thing. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Rig rundown complete. Yeah, I know they're about they're about thirty five years too late. If they did one in the yeah. mid eighties, it would have been a long one, I guess. said <laughs> the but it, oh, this is why I thought of you. I was laughing because I'm sure I'm sure we've discussed this. This is the whole reason we got onto this thread. Uh, you know, we've discussed those carpets that like John Mayer and yeah. Clapton and the, 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 yeah, they, they always take some kind of big like oriental rug with them or something. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> he answered the question, which we've really? been wondering for, for yeah. It's the same carpet. That carpet is the longest standing piece of his rig uh, than everything else on his rig. He's had that carpet for like twenty five years. Seriously? Yeah, same carpet every gig. <laughs> <laughs> The mystery of the carpet has been has been answered. There you go. That's unbelievable. 
Yeah, that's why I was laughing. It, I was it, makes sense. it makes sense, though, doesn't it? I, I, that's an interesting yeah. thing. I guess that is kind of like an anchor for him. Every gig he does, yeah. wherever he goes, he's on the same carpet, isn't he? He's, he's stood on that same. It's like turns his gig into his living room. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, yeah. wow, fascinating. There you go. There you go. That's yeah. it. The carpet. The carpet <laughs> question was answered. That's so there you <laughs> go. You've heard it here first. If you, The secret to Clapton's Santa rig is his carpet that he stands on. <laughs> You've got to have that. <laughs> I think it. I think it helped plant him to the ground and connect him with the stage, and you get that like resonance loop between him yeah. and his fingers and the carpet and the stage, and it gives like an extra. 25 db kind of boost at certain points <laughs> it's the carpet <laughs> if you just lift it's the carpet imagine <laughs> that imagine having like a signature instrument as well you know Fender um, Kieran Amlowala signature strap it's just a normal strap but it comes with a really nice rug ties the room together <laughs> 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 Mate, that'd be awesome. They'll, they'll include it. They'll do it. That is brilliant. A, a specifically aged one. Uh, well, I can't wait to watch that. And by the time this is out, it probably would have been out for about a week or so. So um, go and watch it. That, that sounds like a, a fun rig rundown. I love rig rundown as well. Premier Guitar Rig Rundown's fantastic. They've always done really good ones. It is. Well, I'm very sorry to interrupt this super interesting conversation between Kieran and myself, but if you've listened this far, then maybe you're enjoying yourself and maybe you should subscribe to the show. Go and do that now in your favourite podcast app and then come back. Let's get to it. So another bit of news, something I was looking at this week on uh, Music Radar. Do you remember the story of um, of Joe Bonamassa? Obviously, he's a prolific guitar collector. We talked about him many times. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Well, like one of his recent um, big finds was this Lazarus burst that he'd oh. found, and and the story is apparently he was at a restaurant having some, um, you know, some some food or whatever, and somebody brought out this um, this this old beat up Les Paul that was refinished in kind of a red color, um, and, you know, and upon investigation, he was pretty certain it was probably like a, a, a late fifty nine, early nineteen sixties Les Paul that um, that had been messed up basically. And that's basically how it turned out. And he got um, a company. Um, I can't remember what the company was called to redo it. I watched it on YouTube. They documented the whole thing, didn't they? It was yeah, quite incredible. It. Quite incredible what they did. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it was. It was a. It was a company called Historic Makeovers, who specialised in basically refurbishing old guitars. And yeah. they did a full refurbish of this and brought it back to original specification. And that was his kind of latest 1959 Les Paul, which he called Lazarus. Um, yes. And now, interestingly, just just over the last couple of weeks, Epiphone have released. A, um, a tribute to this guitar. You know, it's got Joe Bonamassa name on it. It's called the Epiphone Lazarus mm-hmm. 1959 Standard. Yeah. I was interested <laughs> by this because I was, I was kind of thinking, well, it's just a standard Les Paul, right? It's just what No, so it's just a standard Epiphone. <laughs> this is it. So I was kind of like, well, how much is it? Well, do you know what? Somebody who has kind of, who's somebody who's, who's been a cynic of these kind of instruments before, which I've always thought of being as a bit of a kind of Gibson 
Ericsson or Epiphone driving, you know, revenue by attaching a name to something that isn't particularly different or special. I think I think they have been guilty of that in the past. But upon reading the specs of this guitar, I'm convinced that this is actually a really, really good value instrument. This is actually yeah. something that's a bit different, a bit special. They've made some key adjustments to this instrument and still kept it at a price point that I think is fair. I mean, how much how much would you pay a, a good quality Epiphone Les Paul brand new off the shelf as a standard should be, I think, between four and five hundred pounds. That's that, yeah, that I is think about, that's about right. right. So about five five to six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this guitar isn't just a standard Les Paul with a fancy veneer top of flame. Okay, this is the first Epiphone Les Paul to have a one-piece mahogany neck, which is glued into the body mm-hmm. with a long tenon. So, yep. I believe that's more an original kind of build style for, it for is, Les Pauls. Fifty-nine, yeah, the long neck tenon, yeah, is a, is a fifty-nine thing. So there, there we go. So this is a. So they're actually making this guitar differently. It's still um, a flame maple veneer, but it does mm-hmm. have a maple cap. So it's not just mahogany body with a maple veneer. It's got a proper maple cap. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made sure it's got a visible centre seam, which is one of the key uh, kind of um, characters of a 59 or 58 Les Paul, having that very visible centre seam where they kind of matched um, the yeah. wood and you know from the the, the maple cap. Uh, the neck is uh, a rounded C profile, 12 inch mm-hmm. um, uh, Indian laurel fretboard. So again, we've got the profile and the fittings of you know a more um, vintage guitar. But what I think is cool about it is it comes fitted with Gibson USA burst buckers. Mm, so it's mm. got the proper Gibson's probably most renowned current PAF, PAF style mm-hmm. um, humbuckers. All switchcraft connectivity hardware, all CTS pots, Mallory capacitors, 50 style wiring. So this has got already all the kind of um, wiring adjustments and uh, modifications you might make anyway to make a Les Paul um, yeah. or kind of history compliant, if you like. So I think it's actually a really good, authentic version of uh, an old Les Paul. But it's 799 quid, which yeah. I think if you were going to go out and buy, if you were going to go out and buy an Epiphone standard now, you wouldn't probably have the same, you wouldn't have the same build as this. But if you were then to go out and buy burst bookers off the shelf, CTS pots, mm-hmm. Switchcraft, um, and get everything rewired, you'd probably spend that. You'd probably in total spend up to about seven, 800 quid and getting yeah. all that work done and buying all that hardware. So I I actually think this is a really good value instrument. Um, and if you pick a good one with a really good veneer on it, I think that is that is a good shout. I think that is a guitar that is worth what they're selling it for, regardless of the bottom acid name being attached to it. So I don't know what you think about that, but it seems like a seems like a good value um you know les paul to me oh yeah i think it i think it is i think it is matt and i think i think it's a beautiful looking guitar for for uh for for the money um uh, so i don't know i mean i'm kind of in mixed 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 thoughts about it because nothing you've said there is wrong it is it is it is a better than standard epiphone for not much more money Mm. but um I don't know. The only thing that I think, I, I, I mean, I, I, the marketing behind it is it's kind of, it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny to me. It is kind of funny to me because Epiphone came out, I think maybe a year, 18 months ago with uh, the Epiphone 59 Les Paul. Yeah. So a premium version of their kind of Epiphone standard Les Paul, right? Mm. Which again, didn't have a hugely inflated price tag. It was another hundred pounds 
$150 on top of the standard Les Paul model. But it had those appointments that you're talking about. Yeah. So it had the 50s wiring, uh, the pots, it had the Gibson burst bucker pickups in it. So it, it was Epiphone jumping on the, you know, the thing that we've talked about before with Gibson, the kind of let's see if we can recreate the 59 and charge a bit more money for it. But obviously with it being Epiphone, they didn't, they didn't charge, you know, another $10,000 for it. They just added a, a, you know, a a few bucks to it, which, you know, you go, Oh, good on you, Epiphone. That's, that's cool. Um, So part of me can't help but think that somebody in the Gibson Epiphone uh, marketing camps went, hold on, we've still got a load of these bodies left. Mm. And, uh, we've already got all the, the the kind of specs ready to go. Didn't Joe Bonamassa just do another fifty nine? Should, should we just paint some of these with a uh, yeah. with a kind of lemon <laughs> drop finish and uh, and call it the Lazarus and sell a bunch more of these for like? Uh, but let's I'll tell you what, let's add another hundred bucks onto the price tag because it's got Joe Bonamassa's name. On yeah, it no, that's a really good point actually. <clears throat> well, it's the cynical view on it. I I don't think any of that detracts from the points you made, mate which is actually what you are getting for a little bit more money than the standard is a lot more guitar and actually, you know, stuff that you would probably struggle to uh, do yourself within that budget, right? So if you bought a standard off-the-shelf Epiphone Les Paul and then wanted to, you know, change the pots out, put a proper set of Gibson burst buckers in it, Mm -hmm. upgrade the machine heads, do some of the things that they've done to, Mm -hmm. to this one, yeah, I think you'd probably struggle to do it within that budget. So actually, I think this does represent good value for money. I think they are jumping on the bandwagon with the whole Lazarus thing. It's like... I mean, it's like a recreation of a recreation of a of a. Of a <laughs> it's, just like, yeah. it's just like I've lost. It's like it's like that film Inception. I've gone so far down into the levels of of what this That's guitar it, yeah. actually represents now that, I'm, that I've confused myself. So it was based on a '59 Les Paul that then got like modded and painted, and then it got like historically re- restored by Joe Bonamassa as a Gibson, but now Epiphone have done it. So uh, yeah, I don't know how many levels down into the, into the, into the paradox that is, but um, (laughs) it's quite, I'm confused. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And and I'm, I, I kind of, I find it confusing as well. So yeah. So this, this, I guess the thing is as well, I was, the reason I was, my, my interest wouldn't have been piqued by this at all. If it was a Gibson guitar, believe it or not. The reason I was kind of interested is because it's Epiphone and I thought, well, I guess Epiphone have got to work a little bit harder, right? Because it doesn't have Gibson yeah. on the headstock. And I think Gibson take that for granted sometimes. Um, you know, I think oh, yeah. half half of the value of when you, if you go and spend £3,000 on a Gibson Les Paul custom or standard or whatever, 1,500 quid of that, or, you know, is just for the name that's on the top. You know, I, th- I do think mm. there's so much price associated to it. And I think Gibson have been guilty before of attaching a name to a guitar that's by no means anything really different than a standard. Yeah. And and just putting, you know, a lot of more, zero, you know, putting another zero on the price tag, basically, uh, you know, multiplying it by a few factors. Um, so I was interested by this and I think it sounds like a decent guitar. I'd love to give it a go sometime, see how it sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, mate. I, I agree with you. And I think if you're in, if you're in the market 
for an Epiphone Les Paul because you uh, don't have the means or necessarily want to, even if you do have the means to spend as much on the equ- equivalent Gibson, then these Gib- these Epiphone 59 uh, reproductions and this, this Joe Bonamassa Lazarus version represent phenomenal bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a little bit more money, but not, not a huge amount more for, for what is definitely going to be a noticeable difference in, in the end result to have mm. those, those appointments to it. So I think, you know, for all, for all of my cynicism around the, the kind of, uh, tenuous nature of, of, of introducing a new model, I think is, I think it's, I think it represents great, great bang for your buck. And let's be honest, if Gibson, and they haven't yet, but if Gibson was going to get their custom shop to reproduce a range of the Lazarus 59, <laughs> I mean, how much would we be talking? It would just be, stupid money wouldn't it really, it, really would be yeah it would probably be somewhere in the, well i mean they were charging up to like ten thousand pounds for the murphy lab 59 and 58 type les pauls weren't they and they weren't yeah. even attached yeah. to a specific instrument and, and that peter green i think mean, this says everything about gibson and who they revere but when gibson did some recreations <laughs> of that peter green gary moore les paul it was named yeah. after the collector who owned it at the time not the yeah. guitarists who oh, were yeah. famous for which goes again yeah. that shows who gibson revered they, you know, you know, they they think about the collectors and the people with the money, yeah. you know. But we've had this yeah. conversation before. But to be honest, though, I, I don't think Gibson will do a Lazarus version because that might be a stretch too far, even for them. I mean, because they'd surely have to go and do a '59, yeah, then paint it in in that horrible kind of brown red finish that the Lazarus was found yeah. in, and then and then they'd have to strip it back and 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 and, and make it come to life again. Yeah. It just wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. But anyway, let's let's move on from that. Um, anything else in the news that's taken your kind of attention recently? Uh, yeah, a couple of a couple of other things. Um, uh, well, uh, Harley Harley Benton. Look, thinking Love of Harley like, she, yeah, I know you did this. See, I told you this was this kind of made me made me think of you this morning. Uh, yeah, they've just released a new pro series of. Uh, T-style guitars with dual humbuckers and roasted maple necks. So I thought, oh, this is right up Matthew Oliver's street here. Uh, I'm going to send you the uh, I'm going to send you the link in the message now in the message thing so you can see because we're not in the we're not in the same room. There you go, there you go. I've just sent you the link of this. But you know, again, it, it just astounds me what 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 people are coming out with. Uh, it's the, it's the Fusion T models again. Yeah. That can do it. Oh man, look at those colours. Uh, yeah, I thought you'd like those. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool looking guitar. I like, I like the look of this. Yeah, I thought you would. I thought you would. <laughs> roasted, roasted neck, roasted maple neck. Uh, yeah, you see. So the, again, this goes back to what we were just talking about earlier. I mean, this is this is right the other end of the spectrum from like your Gibsons and your PRSs now with the Harley Benton mm. guitars, but. What they are less listening to and recognising is, is what kind of Epiphone did in, in the last bit we just spoke about, which is they're taking their basic guitar that they do and they're pimping yeah. it and they're putting some really cool appointments onto it. Um, they've just done the same, Harley Benton, with uh, another range of their guitars uh, where they recognise that people are wanting to upgrade the stock Harley Benton guitars and put better machine heads on it and better yeah. pickups and things and better better hardware. So they've gone, oh, don't worry about that. We'll do it, we'll do it for you. So they've just released a, a, a kind of pro version of all their other Harley Benton models, which have got Goto hardware on it uh, and upgraded pickups, uh, wow. EMGs. Uh, so 
So now you can go and you can go and have one of their bog standard Harley Bentons and mod it yourself, uh, or keep it as stock, which I know a lot of people do. Or you can go and buy for, again another hundred pounds or something premium, it all kitted out and and upgraded already. I think that's brilliant. I'm just and, and I, I I love what Harley Benton do. I've got to say I know I know they're they're the kind of you have to have a test for it, but I do have I have a test for cheap gear. I always have. We've this is our very yeah. first episode yeah. was about this pretty much. Um, and, and this is like this is one of the premium guitars, and it's three hundred and thirty-eight quid yeah. retail. I mean, that is not premium guitar money, but this is one of the, and it's really well kitted out. Um, one of the things I notice about these is they remind me very much of that Charvel style, because um, Charvel do yes. like a T style. I think it's called the Style Two. Um, it's very yeah. much like that kind of instrument, um, but it looks awesome. It really does. Some of those colours are really really nice. Um, and that's some again something that other um, kind of cheap guitar manufacturers have been guilty of in the past. It's just really poor mm. color choice. This mm. one is fantastic, mm. though. This one's got some brilliant choices. It's really good. It's really yeah. good, isn't it? I've sent you another link there for you to look at, which is the other Harley yes. Benton ones that I was just yes. referring to. So this is its new SC and DC models. Uh, these these are, this has just come out in the last couple of days, right? So this is the kind of single cut Les Paul style and SG style mm. guitars that they do. But um, basically, it says, I said, they've kind of noticed that some people buy their stock instruments and then want to upgrade the hardware and pickups. So they've done it. They've done it for you now and put some of the uh, EMG edition pickups in and they've put GoTo hardware on it. So and they have Rosewood fretboards. So not obviously the Laurel yeah. fretboard or whatever it is that. Yeah. Stainless steel frets. What? Must be yeah. pricey then. Yeah. It's no, insane. Still less than 300 quid. Less than 300 pounds. Less than $400. That's unbelievable. $450. They, they end this up with what a time to be alive. Yes. What a time to be alive. That is, isn't that the phrase, right? Because could, could we have got a guitar of that quality when we were coming up learning how to play guitar? You know, you're yeah, Absolutely, though. Yeah, when we were younger, it was you didn't really yeah. have any choice, did you? You had to trust in. <laughs> sorry, I, yeah, you had to kind of trust in what was available, didn't you? you got that. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't have this. You didn't have this. So yeah, so so call out call out to Harley Benson, one of your one of your favourites. And I've, I've got to say, I've never owned one. I've I've never owned, I've never kind of plumped for a Harley Benton. I, I I still think I will do one day, but um, it's more from from looking on the outside of the message is look what we can do, and it doesn't have to cost the earth. I think it sometimes it makes a mockery of, of some other brands where you kind of you start to realise really when you start looking at other manufacturers you you are starting to pay for a name even fairly low down in the price range um and i like the fact that they're kind of sticking two fingers up to that and and well one finger <laughs> either that or they literally are employing like children to build their guitars and sweatshops <laughs> well, that is true. and and and, and, and I hope it isn't the case, but I mean, look, the, 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 before, we'll get off the Harley Benton train in, in, in a minute, but they are on a roll because clearly they've just announced their whole new lineup of stuff. Yeah. So as well as these new fusion guitars, like the latest iteration of them and these um, new SC and DC ones, which have got all of the upgraded GoTo and, and EMG components on it. They've also uh, decided to go and launch 27 new mini uh, pedals. Now, I know this isn't going to appeal to you, Matt, because you're going down the Helix route now. <laughs> but, 
for someone who, for, for an old timer like me, I'm, I'm quite I, I like who loves a little mini mini uh, uh, stomp yeah. box. And they've just released a whole new range of mini pedals, which obviously are sitting in the kind of I guess Moore Donna yeah. kind of cheap. And cheerful tone city kind of thing, yeah. Tone city type thing, but I mean, um, the price of them they're 16 pounds each. What, (laughs) yeah, that's 16 quid each. You can have all 27 and not feel guilty. (laughs) That is unbelievable. Isn't it? I mean, it really it's, it's kind of, and this got, it kind of plays into that requirement as as well of say you've got a gig and you know your pedal board doesn't have a flanger on it or something like that, and for some reason you've got to do That's a song it. for a first dance or whatever it is. Somebody requests somebody in, before the gig has requested that you and paid extra for you to do a particular song. You need a flanger for. Why go out and spend hundreds of pounds mm-hmm. on something silly? You just buy yourself yeah. a cheap mini stomp box that does the job for that one song, and then put it in a drawer at home until you need it again I think that's it that's it they've got some very usable pedals though I mean they've got you know Tube Screamer clones they've got a rap pedal clone mm. they've got clone clones they've got a whole bunch of drives and then all those all those different effects for like £16 that's like $19 a pedal yeah and they've kept the design that's super insane. simple as well haven't they? which feeds into the, the cost cost effectiveness wow there you go so great so great stuff in the news guitar news that is yeah. uh, from Harley Benton at the moment you know a whole bunch of new guitars and um, pedals uh, frankly insane prices well, while we're talking about cheap stuff um, and we've often talked about the benefit of cheap stuff and how we like cheap stuff but not, you know you never really see it being used out there in the kind of in the professional world but another great article which I yeah. was reading today um, on Music Radar yeah. Um, Mike Rutherford from Genesis. So you know how Genesis have Genesis, been out on, yeah. on a world tour recently. I think they had to end it um, early because of Phil Collins' um, uh, failing health, quite sadly. But um, he's really poorly at the moment. He's really he? poorly. He, yeah, I saw something saying he can't even pick up a, a, a drumstick anymore. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, which I think you know has been the case for a while, but it's, it's obviously getting worse at the moment. That's really mm. quite sad. I mean, one of my first experiences um, watching—I said watching a live band. I mean, like on like VHS or on TV was Genesis because my brother was into Genesis. My older brother Chris, he might still be into mm. Genesis. I don't know, but um, uh, he was he was into Genesis around the time that that you know I was in my kind of you know I was nine or ten years old, and um, he had a VHS of them live at Wembley Stadium in London for about 1987 when they did the Domino tour, um, and it was just fantastic. What a, I used to love watching that really great live performance. And Mike Rutherford, the guitarist for Genesis, or one of the guitars for Genesis. Do you know what guitar he's been using as his main guitar? He's a Strat player, isn't he? He's a Strat player, yeah. For a long time over the last few years, he's been using a Clapton Strat, but he's not using right, that right. at the moment. Um, he's actually using a Squire Bullet. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, which is it's the cheapest guitar that Squire make. It's the cheapest guitar yeah. that a Fender-owned company makes is the Squire. It's like 200 it, quid, isn't it? Not even that. Yeah. You can pick them up new yeah. for about 130 quid. So wow. 130 pounds, what, 150, $60, something like that, maybe in the US. Um, it's modded. So he's like, I was reading the article thinking it must be modded. It is modded. But do you know what the mods are? New pickups, new machine heads, new saddle, new toe new uh, wiring harness, uh, uh, it has been refinished by Todd Krause, uh, Jim Dunlop, Strap Locks, and 
uh, I don't know, everything on it? No. <laughs> no. Very, <laughs> very minimal, actually. Um, really? So, the, so his guitar tech um, has said that all he's done is swapped out the hardware, so the tuners and the bridge, so he's now got okay. Goto, Goto parts on it. Pickups are still yeah. the original pickups. Wow. He's still using the Fender Bullet pickups, except on it. He said on wow. a couple of the guitars, he's changed the bridge pickup to a Fender Noiseless. Not necessarily. So he's got a few of these. He's, he's got, got a few of these. These are his main he? guitars. He's got backup wow. bullet strats. Um, but on a few, he said on a couple of these, I'm reading this from the article. So Mike loves the sounds okay. of the pickups, said Pryor, who's the guitar tech. Although on a couple of these guitars, I've put Fender Noiseless bridge pickups in just in case we get any interaction with the stages enormous 70 feet LCD screen oh, so okay. it's not a torn option that's, that's a mitigation you know they, they've built into mm. his guitars because of the you know the set and the equipment yeah that is it that's all that's all he, otherwise he's still just playing everything he's, he said he's obviously set them up and you know recut the nut on them and made sure the frets are yeah. kind of a bit tidier as you would do for yeah. any guitar right for a lot of guitarists you'd redo a setup for them regardless but yeah so he loves them apparently he apparently he really loves these guitars and that's been his main guitar on a world genesis tour and you can pick these things up for like 120 pounds um it really flies in the face of that pro instrument kind of justification i think a lot of guitarists have which is you know if i'm a pro guitarist i need to spend a lot of money on pro guitars when somebody like this guy mike rutherford who's a great guitarist and he's he's a great guitarist you know one of the finest guitarists in prog rock probably over many years a brilliant writer and he's going out there and he's gigging with a few hundred quid's worth of guitar and modifications um, all over the world and apparently the guitar tech saying they they handle the rigors of the road and of you know arena gigs beautifully so I thought that was a really interesting bit of, bit of news. He's a man after our own heart. I wonder he if he's is. a listener of the uh, Guitar Smarts <laughs> podcast. So, you know, look, that's exactly what we've what we've spoken about, yeah. though, isn't it? Look, we love our expensive guitars. We love playing them, owning them, repairing them, whatever it is. They're great. They're, you know, they, they have a place in our in our in our hearts and our collection. But the, I guess the driving ethos, though, of what we talk about a lot on this show is actually nowadays even the stuff at the cheaper end of the market is being built to a decent enough standard that for most players, it represents really good value for money and and a really good instrument. And yeah, exactly as he's done, you know, a decent setup, cut the nut properly a little bit to your own tastes and and set up, maybe change out a bit of the component hardware on it. And boom, for, for, you know, not a lot of investment, you've got something that is absolutely roadworthy. And, you know, blimey, Mike Rutherford's playing them on stadium type stages. That, that says, says, says it all, doesn't it? A guitar is it? is a guitar is a guitar i mean and even this rig rundown with clapton okay yes he's playing some some nice instruments but again that that that's like one of the world's most prolific iconic guitarists he could be going out with hundreds of mm. you know ridiculous guitars he's not he's going out with his off the shelf fender signature yeah. model which for all intents and purposes is just a good custom shop strat it's yeah. not it's not you know a million million pound guitar so you know fair play well, that's, and that's squire squire strats on yeah, exactly yeah it Amazing. is cool but like just going back to the clapton thing i think what's int- i think what's great about the fact that he uses that guitar is that back in the 80s when that was designed that was one of the first that i think that was the first fender signature instrument that they did followed by Ingvar Malmsteen's right. guitar but the what they you know there's that was a different time then when Fender were probably really trying to 
do the signature instrument thing correctly, which is we want to make you a guitar that you will actually use for you to your specification. And then once you're happy with it, we'll also make it a model that will sell. And I think there's, you know, since then, people have really played with that idea of the signature instrument where they've gone to some people, oh, you know, you use our guitars already. Can we put your name on a guitar that we already do? Or... Some people have done tribute guitars to guitar, like Gibson doing the Slash guitars, where, you know, there may be less of a accurate representation of what Slash actually plays. So, you know, I guess it comes from that time and place when, you know, the Clapton Strat really was built for Clapton and then it became a product, you know, it became something different afterwards. I think it's cool that he still uses pretty much just off the shelf, well, I say off the shelf, it's the custom shot signature Strat he uses, not the standard signature Strat, which is still, you know, a good to £2,000 worth of guitar. I think the custom shot one's probably another grand and a half, something like that. Um, but that is cool. Um, there was another piece of news I found interesting as well. This is Gibson, Gibson have just launched a new range of acoustic guitars called the Generation Collection. Have you seen those? Oh yeah, I'd heard I'd heard about that, but I haven't really d- dug into it. Um, and I am on, I am on the hunt for a new acoustic. I must say. So when you and I go guitar shopping, that's probably what I'm going to be yeah. demoing with it with an eye to making a purchase. I I, um, I love my acoustic guitar, mm. but uh, it's you know it is time for for, for something. I don't th- different. I don't think yeah. these are up your street, if I'm honest. Do you not? So tell me about them. I don't. I don't really. I don't really know. What, what, what are we looking at? Dread, dreadnoughts, jumbos. Um, so it's it? meant. It's meant to be an affordable range of still US Montana built acoustic guitars. Let me send you the the link in the chat. Yeah, I was um, just. I was just going to Google it. Thanks. So yeah, so it. they are um, <clears throat> the the Gibson's most affordable series of acoustic guitars that they've ever made, and it ranges in price from okay. the cheapest one I think is about nine hundred pounds, which is just. Right. Actually, regardless of what it is, for Gibson to make something available for sub £1,000 or, you know, about $1,000 that's still built in the mm-hmm. Montana facility in the mm-hmm. US is is crazy. Um, but what is more interesting about these guitars is that they have a side or, or they have two sound holes. So they have the, the usual traditional sound hole under the strings and there's another one on the, on the side of the guitar that faces up towards the player to, you know, I don't mm. know if I like that. It almost, it's a little bit too much like a Steve Vai monkey grip on a gem, <laughs> which, which I think is cool on that guitar. But, you know, I don't know if I like this side-mounted sound hole. It almost looks like somebody knocked a hole in it and they've tried to repair it by just neatening, neatening the hole and kind of putting a, a rubber grommet around it to make it look kind of all smooth. Um, it's like your acoustic guitar's got a like a like a, like a fallback monitor. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it, I, and I think that's that's really the purpose. But it's actually, yeah. I think, other than, other than that, which I think is going to be quite you know polarizing for some people. You know, traditionalists are probably not going to like these instruments, um, but people um, who maybe are more open minded about um, what they like from an acoustic instrument are going to be intrigued by this. And I think they're fairly well priced, um, and they're kind of based around standard Gibson models. There's a there's a Parler kind mm-hmm. of sized and a Dreadnought sized, but there's also a, like a J45 shaped model mm-hmm. and a J200 shaped model with a cutaway. The pick for me is the J45, or the, it's the G45, but it's J45 shaped, and that one for me is, is the one to get. I think that's really nice. But 
but yeah, they, they range in price from yeah about a thousand dollars up to about you know two thousand dollars, and I think there's some potential there for a, you know a good value instrument. I'd be interested to see how it how it sounds and how it plays because it's you know it's solid Sitka spruce top walnut, and again if they're made in the Montana facility, then they should be decent guitars. I'd be interested to try. I really them. like the look of these, mate. I really do. I'm <clears throat> yeah. I mean. I mean, the pricing could be better. Let's let's be honest, but it is Gibson. Gibson. I mean, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for Gibson, it's 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 reasonable. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are they kind of remind me of a Gibson version of the kind of Martin uh, kind of entry level stuff that Martin mm. have been doing mm. with that kind of satin finishes, uh, solid spruce stuff. But it looks very. Uh, it doesn't look budget. It just looks very functional in form without yeah. any of the kind of Un- unadorned with anything that isn't necessary isn't yeah it? yeah yeah but which i don't which i don't mind mm. i don't mind per se i think sometimes the guitars of this type that i've played have often had a very clinical like sound to them yeah. um but i'd be intrigued to, to see what these sound like i i am really intrigued by the uh aesthetic and i'd be keen to know what if it makes a big difference this little up would firing sound hole because yeah that's uh that that could be really cool i wonder if it, how much it changes the front projection of the acoustic sound mm. um but also then as a player makes you feel more part of what what the fuller sound of the guitar is yeah i'd love to try one of these they, they look really cool no this this could be this could be one to audition i think it is one to audition out of curiosity as much as anything like you say because yeah. of that little side mounted sound hole how does that change the sound well, we, we could, I guess you could never really know how it changes the sound, if you know what I mean, unless they made an exact same model without it. Um, so yeah. you could choose a model with it or without it. Um, but it'd be interesting to know what the experience is, is like of being able to play a guitar that does have a sound hole pointing mm. towards you and what, what its kind of um, outward expression is is like, you know, how it, how that changes. Um, only, only two of them come with um, pickup systems as well. So the two expensive models have pickup systems and the two cheaper models are. So the double O... And the 45, they're just acoustic only. And then the uh, the other two, um, the, J2, the, the G200 and the other one. Sorry, I can't remember the name. G-Writer, I think it is. The, yeah, G200 and the G-Writer, uh, the, um, they have pickups in. So I don't think I'd ever buy an acoustic. I don't think I'd ever buy an acoustic now that didn't have a pickup in it. Yeah. Although although it is, it is relatively easy enough to fit your own pickup to it or get your luthier to fit your own pickup to it. It just requires mm. reaming out the uh, strap button to accommodate uh, a jack plug, jack thing, plug and, yeah. then, and then putting the pizza underneath the saddle, reshaping the saddle a bit, and then carefully taping back some of the wiring and stuff. Uh, to the inside of the guitar, so it's an it's an easy enough job to yeah. do um, if you have a particularly lovely acoustic that doesn't have a pickup and you want one fitted uh, to fit something like a Fishman, yeah, or something to it. But interesting that they've only chosen a couple of them to have. I would have thought all of those would have would have come with with pickups in. Yeah, that that is surprising. I think I think you're right. I think the I wonder if it's just they wanted to make sure one or two of those guitars came under a certain price point. I imagine the bit because nine hundred ninety nine dollars for that for that cheaper model you know that I, i'm sure there was some kind of mandate maybe from the design team to ensure that that they were built so they could sell them profitably at that price they wanted to get hmm. something on the market with the gibson name on that was in that kind of 
medium range acoustic guitar price bracket that some people will look to for, you know, yeah. going out there and, and a second or third acoustic maybe after learning guitar. Gibson aren't really in that in that pot, are they, of people that you would choose from. You might go to Martin, I think I've got some in the Taylor, I've definitely got some in that range yeah. and Gibson aren't competing with those. So I'm sure this is a, get let's get something in the mix in that range of instruments. But where, where, where Gibson shine is on the, the you know, core line of acoustic models, you know, the proper J200, the proper J45, those are expensive still, you know, obviously three, four thousand pounds. But for me, you know, I, as much as I've talked poorly about Gibson Electrics and all of the time thinking they're overpriced and stuff, I think Gibson Acoustics are just amazing. Love their acoustic mm-hmm. guitars. Um, I don't think they get talked about enough. I think they're, they're absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. instruments. And my, one of my favourite playing experiences as a guitarist was in New York once, back in 2008 it was, and with some friends and I went into a music store. I can't remember where it was. It was kind of near Times Square. can't remember the name of it, but I tried out a proper S, uh, J200, really ornate one, really, you know, kind of beautiful instrument. I said to the guy before trying it, there's no way I'm buying this. I'm just kind of winging it, see if I can, because I might never play one ever again. And he said, you know, kind of work away. And it was just amazing, just an absolutely stunning instrument to play and to experience. Um, so I love their acoustics. So I'd be, I'd be interested to see how these sound um, and see if they do the Gibson acoustic brand justice really nice man yeah i'm, I'm intrigued I'm, I'm intrigued and i think it's good that gibson are looking to offer <clears throat> their quality of acoustics to a to a, a different audience rather than those that are happy to go and spend you know five thousand dollars on an acoustic yeah exactly cool so, that's cool that's cool nice we'll have to try some of these out mate it, lo- it looks like we need a we've spoken about it for a long time i'm gonna have to have to, to weasel some dates out, <laughs> out of us that we can commit to but we definitely need to go on a guitar safari we really do uh, we really do and uh and, and take the podcast with us and go and try out some of some of this stuff because uh we've spoken a lot during lockdown and i haven't i've i've, I've withheld uh from going to a guitar store uh until you and i can go and take the yeah, podcast no, there so. sam i haven't i haven't been at all and do you know what's coming up and maybe we should think about doing it around this time black friday is coming up so oh. don't forget you nice. know not long to go another just another month or so just over a month oh, okay. and then that's yeah. the time really you know if you want to shop and get a good deal somewhere um, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Black Friday. And okay, we just, cool. We Rock. just missed the Boss Gone Mad sale at Guitar Village in, uh, in, <laughs> in down here in Hampshire, but um, maybe next year. <laughs> Every day's boss gone mad. So yeah. when I go to guitar village, it's fine. <laughs> awesome, it's fine. dude. Well, that's all the news I've got this week. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I found a couple of other interesting guitars, but I, I'm gonna. I think we're gonna we're gonna save talking about those until we've gone to the guitar shop to try them out, and then we can yeah. give our yeah. we can give the audience an unbiased opinion of what we actually thought of them. So there's a there's a couple more guitars that have just been released, but I'd like us to go and try them, and then we can report back and and tell people what we thought. But yeah. What, what a great just general general catch up uh, today on, yeah. on all things guitar news news newsworthy some new gear coming out there some new affordable stuff 
uh, and and some some stories from the road around you know these pro players using Mike Rutherford using a two hundred dollar <laughs> squad. That's gonna that's gonna stay with me. That one. That's brilliant. Yeah, I know. And if you're you know if you're listening and you've got you've got some comments about maybe Joe Bonamassa's Epiphone Lazarus or the Harley Benton Ranger products, or even if if you're a Genesis fan and you're offended at the the guitar that Mike Rutherford's been dragging around with him, <laughs> let us know. Let us know in the comments or drop us a line on social media and tell us what you think and we'll you know be sure to mention you uh, in a future podcast when we catch up on these things brilliant good stuff mate right I'm, I'm off to go and listen to our guitar smarts podcast uh, greatest guitar intros playlist I, <laughs> I put it on this morning while I was having a coffee and, I, and I'm about halfway through it so yeah it's a great Enjoy. playlist mate yeah <laughs> 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 yeah, a good one. I enjoyed that a couple of times this week too. Cool. And I, will, uh, I might do the same. Brilliant. All right, buddy. Well, have a cracking weekend, a well-deserved rest from gigging. Yeah. And I will see you next week for another yeah. catch-up. And you, buddy. Take care. Speak to you soon. All the best, buddy. Ta-da. Bye. Thanks for stopping by this week and listening to our podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. There's been some interesting news and it's always good to, to kind of keep track of what's happening in the marketplace and in music and in, in uh, the news in general. Uh, come back next week for more. You can find us on our social media pages. Um, as we said at the beginning of the show, you just search for us on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find us. Remember, if you want to support the show, you can buy some merch from our Etsy store. You can buy us a coffee online or the cheapest thing to do is absolutely free. You can just go and rate and review our podcast if you do that on Podchaser, Apple Store, Podfriend, Castbox, any of these podcast platforms, we are on all of them. Um, so go over to them, give us a rating and a review, and uh, that'll help us to get into the ears of more podcast listeners. Anyway, thank you so much for stopping by. We'll see you again soon. Take care.